I believe every one of us can create beautiful images, feel fulfilled and improve our well-being through photography. The Quiet Landscapes podcast explores the life and work of photographers, creatives and thought leaders through monthly conversations that will inspire you. My name is Margaret Soraya and I'm delighted that you are listening. I'm delighted to be able to talk to Emma Davis today and she is a photographer and instructor. She has a master's degree in psychology, which is really interesting, and she's also currently studying for an MA in photography. So thank you for joining me today, Emma. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's lovely to to finally meet you face to face. We've had a lot of communication, haven't we? And um, it's nice to be able to to chat about your work and what you're doing with your photography at the moment. So if you can just um, give everybody a sort of overview as to what you're doing. I know there's a lot going on in your in your photography life. So maybe if you can just give us an overview as to, to what it is you're, you're doing at the moment. Thank you. I have got a lot going on. And 2022 is going to be the year when I cut down a little bit, I think. I finished last year. I've got two strands to my photography life. One is the uh, photography instructing, teaching, and the other is my own personal practice. For the last three years, four years, five years maybe, my own practice has taken very much a back seat. And I'm hoping that this year is going to be the year that that changes Um not that I haven't enjoyed setting up and running and uh, encouraging all, all the photography students I have in a year with my camera. And it fills me with joy every single day to see everybody there making progress. Um, I think I have that course in a place, a good place, and I can um, now for perhaps take a little time to focus more on my own work, which I hope also will make me a better photography instructor. I was, I was wondering actually um, what the divide was in your in your life between your own work and your t- your teaching, and that's quite interesting, isn't it? To try and get that balance. Maybe just tell us a little bit about the the photo school and the year with the camera and how that's working at the moment. Sure. So a year with my camera is um, it's my beginners course. So it's the course I hope people would find when they've got a new camera. Many people call it a big camera um, and they don't know how to use the dial. So they've tried or somebody's tried to teach them. Often their partner, often their husband has tried to teach them and they don't get it. And they end up feeling it's their fault for not understanding how the dials work. And it absolutely isn't. If you're listening and you've got a big camera and you don't understand it, it's not your fault. It's just that you haven't had it explained to you properly. So are you my camera? It's it's free by email. And for a year, anybody can take it and learn how to use their, their DSLR or mirrorless camera. Basically gets you off manual controls and gives you the confidence to start taking the pictures you want. The reason it, it, it it's taken up quite a lot of time last year is because the first group of students to take it, it, it wanted something to hold. They wanted a book. Um, I, I was quite happy doing it by email, um, but I also enjoy a book. So I actually put together a couple of workbooks that people could fill in. And, and they were incredibly popular. And I'm very grateful to the first group of students for encouraging me to do that because it that it meant that's now how I earn most of my money. It, it, it enabled me to make a living from teaching. So last year, in fact, it's taken me two years. At the beginning of the first lockdown, I started writing a second year with my camera. 
And that finally hit the uh, bookshelves at the end of just before Christmas. So now that is done and I'm pleased with it. And it's um, it's selling like hotcakes. and It's doing well. I can now take a step back and, and take a look at, at myself and what I want to be doing with my camera. I can see how long that's going to take to set up. So now it's set up, it's just going to run and sort of self-fulfill, is it? Yes, I hope so. I'm, I mean, we have the app and um, it's a great community. I have community moderators, Judith and Hilary, who do a great job of um, answering questions and so on. Um, I love jumping in and answering questions and chatting when I get the chance. So yes, um, that that pretty much runs itself. I, I also have a, a more advanced online community which is much smaller um, and that's uh, Emma Davis Camera Club which is only open to graduates but that's where I spend most of my actual teaching time. That's great I am going to encourage people to head over to um, have a look at that because I know there's a lot of people who struggle with the, the real basics and and I can understand that actually having a book um, a lot of people don't really um, learn very well independently online. I know I don't. I've, I've joined courses and not quite got through all the workbooks, even though they're, you know, really valuable. They just don't manage to do it as a book. Um, so that's that's amazing to know. I'm going to recommend to everybody that's listening <laughs> and needs to understand the basics to hop on over and, right, and take part. <laughs> and when I say it's a book, it's a workbook. It's much more like a textbook. It's not a coffee table book. It's black and white. It's not a book of pretty pictures. You actually have to fill things in and do exercises. Great. Wonderful. I love it. Absolutely love it. So um, it seems to me that you're very, I suppose, two things, hardworking, I can tell, but also quick to adapt to the the more, um, what do we say, the more technology um, that that's actually quite hard to to get to grips with it certainly is for me anyway it takes me a long time to to build these um build out the websites and an app as uh, yeah it's eluded me for a long time because it just feels too much so do you have that kind of um I was going to say that kind of brain but I suppose it is or that kind of mind that that can um, overcome these hurdles I, I think so I I've always, I've always been quite stubborn so if somebody says I shouldn't do something or I can't do it, it's like a red rag to a bull. So, um, yeah, there's always a solution. I mean, now there's always a solution. As I became more successful, it, it, it it's more it's easier if you have money to invest in solutions. So uh, rather than coding your own app from scratch, I didn't do that. Um, so it, it does get easier. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, I know. I, I understand what you're saying. So um, one of the other things that you started last year, which was incredible, was the, the online gallery. Can you just tell us about the maybe more the motivation behind it and the thoughts and the, the concept behind it? The Edge Online Gallery. This was a this was my lockdown project. Um, so I I've been very inspired by many podcasts, yours included, and podcasts kept me going in the first lockdown. Uh, you know, at the point where it was sometimes difficult even to get out of bed, but you could at least listen to something inspiring. So I, 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 I binge listened to a lot of podcasts and then, especially on my walks, I, I was listening to podcasts. And I thought this is a really great way to share other people's work. And photography is a very insular, it can be a very competitive world. Um, people are often very nervous and worried about promoting other people's work because they feel that they will lose out perhaps 
by um, promoting somebody else. But I think that, you know, a rising tide bring, raises all ships. Is that is that the saying? And if we can all share each other's work, then we will all benefit. We will introduce people, our audience, uh, to other kinds of work. So my first thought was actually to do a podcast, but I thought that's not my specialty and I really don't want to learn although I know I could I don't want to learn all the uh, the back end stuff to get a podcast and of course I don't want to do a bad podcast so I it would have to be a a good one um so I thought what's the visual equivalent of a podcast and I decided it was an online gallery so the edge online gallery was launched and I decided I would basically do a podcast format but uh visually so I'm inviting uh, for photographers, the idea was every quarter. Um, I think it, it may slip a little bit because it takes a little bit more uh, admin to get each exhibition up than I <laughs> originally thought, which I love doing. So that's not a problem at all. So yes, uh, I'm going. I'm going to have a theme. So the the current theme was from the sea and uh, yourself. Uh, some of my own photos. Um, two other fantastic photographers. Um, and, and that was the first theme. The next theme is going to be black and white photography. So stand by for some some very contrasting black and white photographs uh, coming up uh, in 2022. There's so much actually to talk about with everything that you just said. But one of the thing that I actually wanted to talk to you about was this idea of being um, the concept of sharing other people's work in this generous way. And that idea that we come together, we all come together in a space and, you know, there's abundance, isn't there, in this world and we don't need to feel protective. Um, but I think that's quite something that happens a lot within the photography world. Um, and it's really lovely, I have to say. Um, and I want to thank you for that, um, to, to be one of the, the people that are breaking those those sort of boundaries down a little bit and um, supporting supporting other photographers. Um, so I, I feel the same. I feel the exact same. So I suppose um, the more that we do that, the more that other people might start to realise, actually, you know, this is a good thing to do. So thank you so much for that. Um, that and I really enjoyed being part of the, the first session in the, in the gallery. It was lovely. And I, I met the other photographers and, and made friends with them. So really, really nice thing. As you say, it worked really well. So um, we'll pop the, the link in the show notes. Um, so you can head over to the Edge onlinegallery.com to see the, the the current exhibition and have a look at what's coming up as well and if i could just add there is a you can sign up to get a monthly email i only send one a month and i will be having open calls uh hopefully later this year so um i, I do want to give a platform to people who don't have a huge audience so um look out for that if you have some images that might fit one of my themes coming up that's wonderful thank you and I find it really interesting when I'm, I'm looking at uh, other photographers, how they're managing to um, to split their world, I suppose. When you're working full time in photography, you have to do that because there's got to be the main income earning part of things. And then there's the bit that's for you. If you're lucky enough, you make the bit that's for you into your main earner. But, you know, that's that's pretty hard, isn't it? So um, so let's talk about your personal photography for, for a bit. Can you just describe what it is that you, you are trying to, to bring across in your own photography? I've noticed a lot of black and white imagery. Um, so just tell us a little bit about it. It's changing. It's, it's always changing, I think, is the, the answer to that. Um, and I don't think that's a bad thing. At, at one point in my career, I 
thought I had to be taking a certain style of image. Now I'm just happy. I know I, people who've done a year with my camera will know, only compare yourself to the person you used to be. Only look at the photographs you used to, you know, compare yourself to yourself. Try not to be competitive with other photographers. But it's, it's quite hard to do in practice. Um, but I, I really do think I might be there. Um, so I, I think I call myself a landscape photographer. Um, I think I'm also moving away from trying to make, I suppose we would call it Instagram headline images. Um, although there's still a time and a place for those. This year, next year, I'm and especially part of my master's degree that I'm doing. I really want to make images that that show some feeling, some emotion. Um, that, that I think the turning point for me was actually a few years ago. I went to the On Landscape conference, which was fabulous. I was moving away from being a commercial flower and garden photographer and wanting to see if I could become a landscape photographer. And I went because Charlie Waite was the one of the headline speakers and I knew him and he was famous. Uh, but it was Thomas Joshua Cooper whose images uh, were just made me feel something deep inside. And to start with, it, it wasn't a good feeling. I was... If you haven't heard of him, look him up online. He takes um, very atmospheric images. He goes to all points of the compass, um, takes a big 8x10 view camera and only makes one image wherever he goes. It can take him weeks to get somewhere and he only makes one image. And I was looking at these compared to Charlie Waite and I was thinking, what? who is this guy? What? Why does he do it? Why am I looking? They're blurred. They're out of focus. You can't tell what they are. Some of them are virtually just white. It's a, there's one in, I think, Antarctica that's just a whiteout. Um, and I was, I just wanted to know why he'd been invited and who he was. Two, three years later, the, own, the images I can remember from that conference are his. I can't remember any of the other presenters, apart from Sandra Bartoka, who also spoke, spoke and she's amazing and takes very um, evocative images as well. But I wanted to know more about why... Um, Thomas Joshua Cooper's images really moved me and I wanted to I wanted to make images that I was proud of that, that had some feeling behind them so that's that's where I'm going this year and next year That's really interesting because I was there at that conference as well so <laughs> it's funny we must have been there but we didn't know each other What um, did you think? Had you heard of him before? No, actually on that conference I was doing a little 10 minute lightning talk and so I missed most of the big talks because I was just too nervous. Because <laughs> it was early on when I was speaking early on. Now I'm not, not so, not so, I could probably just go on stage and do something now. But back then it was terrifying. So I missed most of them, I think. But I, I watched Sandra's talk. Oh, I think it was online after, or maybe when I was sitting in my van, I was watching her streaming and I was really taken with her, the way she presented actually and her vulnerability. And I think that probably what you're talking about there is that we all respond to different photographers for different reasons and I suppose you responded to, to Thomas Cooper's images I, I didn't see his talk but I do remember some of the images but there'd be a reason weren't there there's a reason that you responded to them whereas I probably didn't necessarily whereas I did to, to Sandra's images so I think that then we're getting to the realms of the, the whole thing about the psychology this is why the psychology degree was interesting to me I think it's 
photography it's far more interesting when you get into the why behind the image and it becomes deeper and that's what you're talking about the emotion so the emotion comes out when you've got a a really strong reason or a really strong why does that resonate with you absolutely yes so um, i'm i'm uh, this morning i've been writing my um proposal for the work i'm going to be doing this term for my master's degree and i will be looking at uh, the sense of attachment that we get to a place whether it's through um, familiarity or history or, in the case of lockdown, simply walking the same path over and over and over again. And it takes on a new significance for me as a person. Do I, can I convey that to somebody with my camera? Is there anything I can say photographically, visually? And do I, does anybody want to look at that? that that's, that's another interesting question that I'll be looking at. For myself, I was born in Cumbria, but moved away very young. Um, but I still feel that Cumbria is my home. And that, that's something else that I, I want to explore. Um, actually, the coast of Cumbria, not the Lake District. So again, it's 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 funny how we feel a sense of ownership to a place. And, and um, yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's, it's a lovely opportunity. It's a real privilege to, to be able to dig deep into ideas like this. So I'm looking forward to it. I've, I've got so much to say on that and I, I, don't, I won't take over this podcast because this is about you, not me. <laughs> but we had a little, uh, we had a talk by uh, Maureen Patterson in, our, in my uh, membership community the other night. And I'm here on Harris for three or four weeks because this is just where I feel at home and I, I, I just love it. So I've got this little apartment and it's just in the middle of the hills. So what I decided to do for the first week was just to walk from from where I am rather than take the van and go to the usual places. And Maura came up with a phrase, she said, I like to make friends with the place because that friendship is something, then your photography can go deeper. And if you just keep revisiting and revisiting, and lockdown had that little bit of that effect on us all, but now it's different. But if you revisit a place, you become familiar with it and then it takes on a different meaning. So she really inspired me to just go back and, and back out to this, this place. So I just walked basically all week in the same place. But I do have a really strong belief with what you were, you were saying about that connection, that connection that, that can go really deep and and wh- why? Why is there a connection um, to a place? But I think when you do have that, you can see it through the, um, it's emotion comes through, like naturally. Yeah, I mean, last year I, I decided um, Brexit affected me quite deeply. Um, I didn't want to leave. And it affected my sense of identity and who I am because the play England, the United Kingdom, Great Britain, it's part of who I am and um, I I don't know if you know I decided to walk around the coast of England um, just to I I just had to go and see what was at the edge sometimes you do things that you don't really need to have a reason other than a than an impulse so in between all the lockdowns I I I cycled some Um, Kent is great for if if you want to cycle because there's a there's a fantastic uh, promenade right next to the sea and they share the space pedestrians and cyclists and it's lovely i thoroughly recommend it other places aren't quite so cycle friendly so um uh done a bit of hiking i haven't finished it i've done a lot of it uh, but it, it was very cathartic just to go to the edge and and say this is this is england um and i am I, i'm not mixing up england and scotland and wales because i am english and i did want to demarcate England uh, rather than the island so um, it's been fun and I, I, do, I really do want to finish it um, but I think it'll be quite a long project that one. 
It's a, it's a lovely idea, though, isn't it? I think um, I, th- I thought you meant that you did it all in a one then. I was going to say, how, <laughs> how on earth are you doing all these things? You've got a master's degree, family, online business, your own work, and you were walking around the coast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, my my kids my kids are a bit older and um, their their online school was amazing. So it, um, I, no, I did it in two, three, four day bursts when I could fit them in. That's a little bit like um, Alison was doing in um, America with the what was her book called? Revealed at the Edge, Alison Davis, excellent name. <laughs> uh, she did it on the uh, west coast of America, I think. And I think is she planning on doing an east coast version as well? I think so. I don't think there's any stopping her, actually. So <laughs> we'll watch that space, shall we? She's she's a, another incredible woman who's just so driven and talented. Um, it was really nice. I interviewed her a while back, and, but I got to know her through the, the, the online gallery. So you can see how these wonderful friendships and inspiration, you know, she inspired me as well. She probably inspired you, I would imagine. Um, isn't it wonderful how we can all inspire each other? So it was really nice to, to see what she was doing. So do you think that your photography is bound by a style in terms of the look or in terms of the the concepts behind it? Yes, uh, although it's changing. So previously, when I set out around, I'm just, I've, I've got my pictures just to my left. I'm just looking at them. When I set off on my adventure around the coast, the weather is a big thing in landscape photography, as you know. So I didn't I didn't want to only go out when I was going to have an epic sky or a fabulous sunset or, you know, get up early for for an amazing sunrise. Because although that sometimes makes for great images, I think it can often be quite artificial. It presents a very idealised view of what a landscape is. And it's in England, it's usually a grey sky and it's usually drizzling. (laughs) It's not even epic rain <laughs> so I decided I would just go out when I if I, I was free at the time I'd go whatever the weather so that that was what was driving me and it was interesting I decided just to take images I can recommend it Sandra Bartoka recommended it to me um just make images whatever draws your eye and then print them put them up on the wall and just see what themes emerge which has been a fabulous exercise for me and I can see that I I do like a, a good sky. I, I like some detail, but I can also make an image in a in a flat grey sky without um, cropping it out, which is nice to know. Um, and I think I I do like quite quite a, a strong aesthetic, so compositionally strong in some way. That's the images I've made so far. But then, if I have them all on the wall and I'm looking at them, which I'm doing right now. I mean, my plan is to put them in a book. And I think if I had all these strong images, it would, it would be, it's almost exhausting for the viewer to look at um, so many uh, strong images. So should I carry on and create a book? I think I would need to pace it a bit better and, and perhaps make some images that, that are quieter. Um, but, go, but going forward, that, that, that's my practice up until now. But going forward, I, I do want to explore you know there's three people in an image there's the photographer there's the the subject whether it's a person or not it's a it's a thing and the viewer and I've, I have started think, thinking a little bit more about how to bring a viewer more into my image possibly by me- not making them as obvious whether that might be by using blur or possibly using massive amount of, of detail um just so that I'm not, I don't like the word forced, but you're encouraged to spend more time 
um, exploring an image and, and seeing what's there. Like, the difficult part is in in the while you're learning something, it's um, knowing whether to share it. Because I think we're expected to produce finished work all the time. Um, and if you are in a transition, it, I mean, if you look on my Instagram, I haven't I haven't posted in months because I am in a transition and I don't want to just post work I did last year. Just so it is tricky. And and if I start posting color work that I'm working on, will I not enjoy it so much in you know in another year? I don't know the answer to that. Interesting though, isn't it? Actually, that 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 idea of what we're posting is and um, it's become so much so important, hasn't it? What we're posting. Actually, when you take a step back, that's not what it's about, is it? We shouldn't we shouldn't feel that. No, no, it's, it's not, and that's why I do enjoy Instagram stories. So um, I I post much much more in my stories because they're gone within uh. a day, and I think it's it's acknowledged that it's 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 a you know it's a moment in time rather than more of a portfolio piece it's a tricky one that one yeah but I like that idea actually yeah I did that yesterday actually because I've just been doing some self-portraits and they don't fit at all with they're just experimental totally experimental totally for fun um and I was like well it doesn't fit with my Instagram feed it's the wrong color <laughs> so I just popped it on my stories instead not quite sure where, where it was going to go but I, I like that idea where do you see your photography when you're talking about the book is that something that's just kind of you know it's going to happen or is there any sort of plans for that no immediate plans um during lockdown i started collecting photography books um the money i didn't spend on holidays i decided i again it, it's a it's a nice way of supporting other photographers as a as an author it's lovely when people buy your book so that, that that's what i did and i have a lot now and i love them the the, the physicality of, of 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 holding a book and you can tell when somebody's spent a long time and, and taken some care in telling the story. It's, it, it's like a novel or, or a book of poetry. It flows from all the way through highs and lows. And that, like I said earlier, the pacing is really, really important. So it'll take me a good couple of years, I think, to develop that uh, that skill. Um, I, w- I would love to do a book, but it, it has to be the right time. And it, it does the time investment in it I know that I'm trying to do one right now and I've also had I had one like six years ago I think I designed one and never got it to print it's just the time isn't isn't it time investment's huge but can I just ask you just I'm just really curious myself would you if you were to publish a book would you have just images or words and images oh that's a good question currently just images but ask me in another year and I might have changed my mind I, it's a re- it is a really good question because some of the photo books I've really enjoyed have an essay. I love an artist statement or a um, you know some statement of intent or just a, a little bit of background about the person. That it's not always written by the photographer. I like I love that, and then being able to look at the images, I find it a little bit distracting when when you have an image and a paragraph. But again, I might come round to to that idea. And it's a, it's a very philosophical question because does the photograph stand by itself? Does it need explaining? Is it should it need explaining? Should again, does does the text add something to it? Is the is the text poetry or art in itself, or is it merely descriptive or giving information? I mean, even when photographers put their metadata, you know, f eleven at whatever, is that distracting? I don't know. Don't know the answer. 
I like all the questions though. I think maybe we, we, we'll get together in a year or two, whenever, and whenever we've got our books to <laughs> finally designed and um, we'll talk about it again. <laughs> I like all the, the questioning there and I think it's something that we should be doing a little bit more questioning why and what's needed and yeah, not, not saying should. <laughs> what, what do you, do you plan having words with your images? Yes, I do. So that's one of the, the sort of concepts behind the, this new book. In fact, the other book that I, I designed as well also had words. But to me, just for me, and I think it's personal, I think um, writing compliments photography. Um, and I think it goes that little bit deeper once you are able to articulate some of the, the concepts and ideas and thoughts and emotions behind those images. I'm not saying that they all necessarily need to be written down, but I think it's an important part of the process for photographers to do that anyway. Um, but for me personally, I enjoy writing with my photography. So the idea is to have the images and words together, which is going to be the concept behind it, actually. And uh, sorry, the, the words are your, your words? Yes, yes, yeah. My thoughts, actually, probably. But again, you know, I'm just, I'm supposed to be here when I was doing this, but I've, um, haven't actually done much of it. So I need to dedicate next week to this. This is, this was the idea. So the idea was to come here and just, just ring fence it and go, I've got a pile of books. I've got piles and piles of books over there that I'm looking at. Uh, ring fence this week and just get on with it <laughs> but as you say it's quite hard isn't it when you've got other businesses running so so that leads me on to just before we, we end how are you going to when you say that you want to do a little bit more of your own work this year um, and, and dedicate more to developing that how are you going to manage that is, is there a plan there's always a plan never get anything done without a plan the I'm very much the, the masses I'm doing is um, with at Falmouth which is they've all that this has always been um remote learning master's degree that the one I'm doing so that they've been set up for um long distance learning before the pandemic uh, and they've got a really good system so there's a really great group of students that I've met in in my cohort and they are my little accountability group I've not really had an accountability group before but we meet every two weeks and everybody has to bring 10 new images it's hard to make 10 images that you're happy to share in two weeks when you've got a lot else going on. But we make time for things that are important to us. And I think this particular project has risen up my priority list and I'm happy to make time for it. So, um, yeah, I think having having to show your work to somebody in public uh, or in private is a great way to um, make yourself actually go out and make the images. Yes, it is, isn't it? That's probably why communities work and, and support support systems and, and um, I suppose talking to other like-minded photographers, it's really, I think it's really important. For, for, for me, I think it's, um, it's a, a plan is re really, really important because otherwise um, email takes over <laughs> and um, responding to people takes over. And if you don't, ring, you know, take that time out um, to dedicate to something, you know, we're, we're all busy, aren't we? We're all busy in whatever, whatever we have going on in our lives. We've got families and, and jobs um, in, in different formats, but I think 
you know, how how do you manage that time? Uh, I get this question quite a lot, actually. I don't, I don't have time for that, but you, you have to make it, don't you? you have to, to, it's really important to do that. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where you, where you go and I'll be, I'll be watching um, your, your, your work develop with interest. Um, do you want to just say where everybody can find you online and we'll pop these links in the, the notes as well. But um, for now, just let us know where's the best place to find you. Thank you. Uh, Instagram's the best place and do follow my stories. Uh, I'm on there most days. Emma Davis photo and the Davis has got an E in it. Brilliant. Thank you. And thank you so much for chatting with me today. It was lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thanks for listening today. I'm truly grateful for you taking the time out to listen in. If you feel inspired in any way, I'd really appreciate it if you could share or review the show. You can also share it on Instagram and tag me or reach out with any thoughts. I'm at Margaret Soraya and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.